Rob Tarrant suspected that 13-year-old Kenny was jerking his old man's chain with the claim that a naked lady was polishing some guy's Porsche across the street. Rob adjusted his magnifying goggles, tenderly clamped what looked like a very large dragonfly wing in a fixture, and smiled as he looked around to the boy, who was hovering at Rob's shoulder. Yeah, right, said the father. I suppose you're borrowing that three-in-one oil to give the lady a rubdown. The boy shook his head. Gonna fix my bike out back, he said, and paused on his way into the hall. But straight deal, it's a bitchin' black 928. A moment later, the back screen door slammed. Yeah, right, Rob repeated to himself. If Kenny were serious, he would have described the lady, not the car. Or maybe not yet, but in another year for sure. Still, it seemed worth a glance while the cement dried on Rob's latest hobby project, as long as Corrine didn't catch him. Ogling, she would call it, bugging her bedroom eyes and drawing out the ew syllable in derision. It wasn't as if she'd lost her looks, she would say, cocking a provocative hip, and he would earnestly agree. He had learned to avoid rejoinders along the lines of, since you seldom play the game these days, you shouldn't mind my enjoying spectator sports but Corrine minded just the same. On the other hand, she was shopping in the San Jose suburb of Cupertino at the moment. Rob figured it wouldn't hurt to check out the kid's bizarre report from the kitchen window while he nuked a cup of coffee, but he was wrong about that. Given Rob's tendency to string ideas together like firecrackers, the view from his window turned deadly in distinct steps. At 36, Rob used magnifying lenses only for the gossamer bits of his hobby projects. He didn't need glasses to appreciate that the woman across the street, really no more than a girl in her late teens, wasn't entirely nude in her string bikini. Close enough, though. She was put together like a blow-up doll of Kim Basinger, just a wee bit overinflated. And in ten years, she'd probably look like the Michelin Man. But right here, right now, in a Silicon Valley suburb on a sunny Saturday afternoon in May, she made a man feel guilty just watching. The fact was, Rob decided, this girl seemed to be getting off on her chore, using a swatch of orange parachute silk the size of a pillowcase against the gloss block of that Porsche 928, actually climbing onto the damn thing, writhing in joy, probably doing more harm than good to the car's glossy finish. Well, California girls were notorious car nuts, and this sight was one to take back to his fellow engineers at general standards, if only he had a video camera. Better still, a camera small enough to mount on one of his tiny Mantis aircraft. He could imagine standing on the front porch, guiding a Mantis with his Futaba transmitter, so that it flitted unnoticed with its electric drive, whirring in almost perfect silence over hedges, car, and girl, recording every languid whisk and voluptuous shimmy with, what, a standard videotape rig? Nope, far too heavy. A CCD with its own microtransmitter was a better match if he could afford charge-coupled devices on the salary of a GenStan engineer. His grin became less guilty, more calculating, as he thought about it, coming nearer to the point that would detonate his entire life. Colleagues called his toys models, though the flying mites weren't models of anything. They were UAVs, unmanned aerial vehicles. When a winged critter is no bigger than a man's hand, the rules of aerodynamics begin to change. Air that seems almost intangible to a Boeing can seem thick as pancake syrup to an insect or to a minuscule flying machine. For some years, toys of this sort had been almost entirely province of a few hobbyists. Some of Rob's UAVs looked like insects, 
wings covered by plastic film. Landing gear stripped from bundles of carbon fiber, their propellers sweeping a circle scarcely larger than a silver dollar. Corrine's father, Gus, who built conventional radio-controlled models spanning four feet and more, had given Rob a fly swatter as a gag, in case his bugs got the better of him. Both men pursued their hobby using a minimum of funds and a maximum of ingenuity. Okay, since a CCD is too spendy, I could build a still camera, Rob thought, or I could install a company chem chip right now and find out whether she's wearing perfume.